Okay, perfect. Start recording on this one. Start recording on this one. One, two, three on this one as well. And this is the final one. Okay. I, I just think of the Jurassic Park scene where Dennis Nedry gets his watch and holds the mouse and he clicks and presses his watch at the same time so that he configures and syncs his watch up at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's literally what I thought when he was saying that. Just I was more exactly. thinking of nuclear codes where you have to confirm three or four times. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. No, um, it's that secure. Back when I did recordings, uh, because I wanted to do YouTube videos, I used Audacity for my microphone audio and OBS um, naturally for the, the recording of the video game. And I used to um, clap my hands to synchronize the video to the, the audio because I, I could exactly time on uh, the video frame by frame at which point my hands um, connected and could uh, align the, the audio recording at the, exact, uh, at the exact moment that the clap happened. So that's I'm how I'm not sure I, if that's the most efficient way, but if it works it works i mean that's basically the the reason why they used to do these um you know the 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 thing the clapping the thing. Clap and, thing. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's the reason they used it huh i didn't know that yeah because they... i just thought they are like giving one more person a job or something <laughs> <laughs> no no it's, it's it, it, it like has a social a program in la to get like five or ten people hired in LA. <laughs> exactly. It was something like the, the editors already knew about. It was some secret editing thing that I didn't know about. <laughs> Movie business, you know. Oh yeah. But all right, so I guess we should introduce ourselves just because it's technically it's even the polite thing to do. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you guys want to go first? Trying to be polite. Yeah, Simon, go first, if you wish. <laughs> well, this kind of feels like school. I don't really know how to introduce myself anymore. Hi, my Hi. name is uh, Simon. I am the co-founder of Wolfpack Management. I am uh, still a student of international finance, close to, doing my, close to having my bachelor degree. And um, in the meantime... I'm working on the startup we created, Wolfpack Management, which is which is an esports consultancy uh, that I'm very very hyped about, and I think that's gonna be one of the main topics today as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, Roman, you or me? Uh, so yeah, Roman Menchaka, thanks, James Bond, uh, shaken not stirred, and. <laughs> I also work for Wolfpack Management, but in the lower peon level. So, yes, this is one of my bosses. And uh, <laughs> I'm here just to keep everything nice and light. Uh, repping North America for Wolfpack Management and client <clears throat> uh, sales and, you know, all that good stuff. And then, of course, we have our friend right here, Marcel. Yeah, this is 
I mean, if somebody listens or does know us for the first time, these are basically the hierarchically highest three members, even though internally and basically also externally, we are all on the same level. But it's interesting, of course, to hear from Simon, who is the co-founder alongside me, Marcel, and also Roman, who has the great responsibility to represent us in North America, especially right now, where due to COVID, nobody can realistically travel and meet people. So at least not long distance. It's it's interesting to have these three brains in, in one conversation, but mainly today we will focus on Simon's thoughts and outlay on on the industry and on the environment of gaming and esports yeah perfect yeah. thank you for having me <laughs> <laughs> i i think you know why we chose you for the very first recording right maybe you can <laughs> take a guess well um i'm assuming because i have uh in quotation marks worked in the esports industry the most so yeah, yeah. and i've probably the most uh touching points with the esports industry so mm -hmm. yeah that was probably exactly. the reason yeah yeah i think a lot of people will be able to identify with your pathway at least the people who are immediately uh, connected to the gaming and esports environment of course um Roman, you know a lot about the the hardware and you play most of the shooters, at least you've tried them out. Uh, with Simon, really, we have somebody who has really been part of creating a university esports club, would you call it that, or just the urban or representing the region in esports club, how would you call maybe. it? So is is it a university club or is it yeah what you call it the recreational uh, regional club of Frankfurt? Well, it started as a university club really, but mm -hmm. uh, I think in a sense it kind of still is. But the ambitions and the setup is is obviously for the the region mm -hmm. and maybe mm -hmm. even beyond. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mean, I don't want to take too many of these key points away that you can tell us about that specific topic. So maybe you can um, you can just tell us how this club was, maybe even the few weeks or months beforehand, and what was the idea, and who was involved, and what specifically was your part. Well, uh, I joined the club uh, when it was already founded, so I'm not one of the actual founding members of the club before it was formalized it started as a very small group of friends i got to know uh, all of them and uh, i think most of them who were still involved or yeah, let's say more or less involved because at the time i joined uh, one or two of the initial founding members of the team because it started basically as a team that wanted to play league of legends from the uh, Goethe University in Frankfurt. Uh, yeah, I got to know them because I kind of got in contact with uh, one of the founding members, then with the uh, leader of the club. 
and I really it was kind of kind of funny because I got invited uh, not for esports events but for hanging out and watching Australian football and training Australian football. So it really wasn't that much uh, esports related uh, right at the beginning, at least in the in the kind of social involvement and. Yeah, that's uh, how I got to know the guys who were basically pulling the strings behind the scenes, who were, uh, or yeah, more or less behind the scenes, who were in charge of the whole club. Uh, some more, some less. Some, as I already mentioned, took a little bit of a step back because they really started doing this as a, yeah, for fun. Uh, they started this mm -hmm. because they wanted to get to know some people who were also playing because they enjoyed playing together, which really for me was also part of the reason why I got into this. Like uh, You can basically divide it in two parts. The first part is having friends locally that I could play with online, but also meet in real life. And secondly, of course, there was uh, kind of my competitive nature to try to get into the the team and uh, play League of Legends for um, yeah for the uh, Frankfurt universities. Mm -hmm. And at that point, um, it was already formalized. It had a, a proper name, or was it just University uh, Club for League of Legends? It it really was just uh, the University Club, mostly at the Goethe University. And I was at the Frankfurt University of Applied Sciences. I got to know um, about university esports from a friend of mine who actually is involved a lot in the esports industry now. And mm -hmm. he told me about university esports. So I looked on the internet if I could find uh, the university esports for Frankfurt. And I found the Facebook page. It was all very exciting for me, you know, writing uh, this, writing a, a message on Facebook to this mysterious uh, esports entity that I could engage with and was happy to, to get a response as well. Naturally, I mean, uh, getting into the club and seeing how everything works, of course, there's going to be a response. Of course, they are happy about really any new player, no matter if they are good or bad in uh, in terms of the ranking. So everyone who can, who is eligible to to join, who was eligible to join the the club, which was really just you have to study at the university in Frankfurt, uh, could join and yeah engage in in the esports community there. And no. yeah, uh, to, to answer your question, I think I kind of uh, skipped a little bit over it. The club was not formalized at that point. I got, uh, I, I uh, as I said before, I played, or I rather mostly I watched Australian football um, with my friends then. And because they were in charge of the, the club, naturally I tried to get a little bit more engaged in it as well. And... Yeah, after the club picked up a little bit more pace, after it got known a little bit better, people were recognizing it from events at the Goethe University and outside of Goethe University, we started doing events. 
uh, we plan to to formalize the club into a, a proper organization and i have been part of coming up with the the legal structure of yeah registering the the club formally i just wanted to take a quick step backwards just because i realize that some of our listeners in north america may not know or, or may be interested in knowing that yes uh these gentlemen are international so both of them the accents are uh, german and currently i believe simon is still in germany correct yeah that's correct and then marcel right now is still in france but from for germany, a little bit for a little bit for a little bit so this is a yes. international thing and and one other thing i'd like to ask for the americans just to clarify something australian football is that a special type of is that rugby or do you just mean football that's australian teams or the australian league of, of, of <laughs> it, it is indeed a little bit different it's uh it's kind of like a weird mixture between american football and rugby i think i am really not that familiar with the american football uh, regulations and i'm even less familiar with the rugby regulations but as far as I know, Australian football, or as they call it, footy, is footy. yeah, <laughs> it's it's a little bit different because you only are allowed when you have the the football, you're only allowed to walk a few steps, similar to how basketball is played. You cannot uh, just keep the ball in your hands and walk forever that's not allowed as far as i know so you have to similar to to basketball you have to uh throw the the ball to the ground and re-catch it kind of catch the the rebound which <laughs> as you can imagine in with a football that's quite difficult to do at least i couldn't do it <laughs> wow okay yeah, other than that, I'm sure there are some, some other regulations that are different. Uh, I can't remember them, though, off, off the top of my head. But it was for me, it was more about uh, people anyways. So, yeah, there was uh, some beer involved. And, of course, Australians are always very funny to uh, hang around with. They're good people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they swear a lot and they drink a lot of beer which I liked they are the upside down Irish basically <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> I think that's that that might be an accurate uh, summary I think you were going to be like a, a big esports player like when you were younger and let me say when you were starting off that, that club of yours did you think at one point even for a day or two that you're like you know what I think I might be able to do this for a living, like the way this is going, and then it just didn't pan uh, out that way. Or yeah, that's that's uh, a good question. So thank you for for asking that because it kind of uh, puts the knife in my back, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> but <laughs> for yeah, uh, I mean, I I had I definitely had the dreams. Probably everyone who plays. A competitive game has this this uh, this thought in his head at least once in his life. Damn, 
this would be really cool to play on a professional level and on a living with. And at some point I thought I might be able to go quite high and I mean in, in uh, League of Legends, uh, don't show this podcast to my friends because they're going to tell you <laughs> otherwise. But <laughs> I, I achieved in, I mean, in, in League of Legends, I achieved uh, Diamond, Diamond 5 back then was the highest I got and Diamond 4, I think as well. But uh, one time it was in preseason, so it doesn't really count. The other time uh, I, yeah, I got kind of a little bit fed, fed up by uh, teams which uh, we call tilting so yeah I, I kind of uh, tried out other things after I got up to diamond and then I very quickly uh, dropped out of it again so that is the the highest that I ever achieved and diamond I think is like the top one or two percent of players in League of Legends which is in my opinion quite good but still, it's uh, it's nowhere near the top where you can think about a professional career. It's good enough for university esports, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although I have to say, uh, for the university esports team, I switched roles in League of Legends. So I've been, uh, I've actually switched roles quite a bit over my very unsuccessful League of Legends career. Uh, but I was ADC that point and I've been I've recently switched and I was kind of like the uh, replacement for our main ADC so I haven't been playing all the time uh, but I have been been playing in some of the games and most notably one of my favorite events back then was actually an, an offline tournament that is probably the closest of what I can imagine it to be a professional esports player. It's probably, yeah, it's probably different and the the, uh, the stakes are definitely higher as a professional. But when I was at this event, it was in, in Stuttgart, we played an online tournament against other universities hosted by uh, the engine Stuttgart. That's what they were called. That's the, the Stuttgart University club and we managed to get into the finale against them and I was lucky enough to be able to travel to Stuttgart in, a, in an old rundown car that had enough space for our entire team <laughs> and so we did a little road trip down to Stuttgart it was an event I don't know what kind of event it was at that um, at the university kind of like a tech uh, digital trends type of event and they we've been basically playing live in in one of the the lecturing rooms like with this uh, stair type located um, seating areas and we have been down at the um, professor's table basically sat around that with uh, five laptops on the left, five laptops on the right. So we played against uh, guys from, from Stuttgart. They've been very cool about the whole event. They were very hospital, hospitable. And 
uh, I was quite impressed because they even had a separate recording room that they could use and which they were casting the, the game um, from. So it was a really, really cool experience to have your own game projected on this, this huge wall behind you and you had an actual live audience before you and additionally the game was also streamed so I think the amount of viewers were a little bit over 100 in total like uh, I think 40 people watching live in the room and another around 80 people I think watching the live stream so it was it was really quite cool to to play on that venue and uh, we actually won as well and had a ton of fun in the process so that was probably the the best experience uh, that I've ever had in in esports and one that I would say is probably a miniature version of of going pro mm -hmm. in, I just remember the closest I ever got was my parents took me to Toys R Us on Saturday mornings because they were having a Pokemon gym battle and they gave out actual gym badges and you would rank up and you could eventually face the was it the final four and it was like live pokemon battles but with cards that's as, pretty much as close as i ever got what about you marcel did you ever do any esports anything <laughs> now now is the point to enrage people right <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably it's it's came sooner than I expected, but yeah, let's let's go <laughs> okay, for it. All right, let's go. So, well, there's not many games I was really good at, like compared to the totality of a ladder system. But in Hearthstone, and this is the point, like many people will say, okay, Hearthstone is not really an esports title. Mm, there was a time which was interesting to me because, of course, the ladder system in Hearthstone as a card game. It's quite a grind, but there was a time where you could be a little bit creative with your decks, and um, I could hit consistently top 500 worldwide. So, And honestly, because Hearthstone has quite some RNG, it would be probably good enough to um, be in some A or B tier tournament, so not the highest level, but a little bit below, just because on the slight level below, you can get away with winning games by knowing a few decks and just consistently playing them the way they are used, uh, they are meant to be played. Oh yeah, definitely. Top 500 is quite high. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you see this, or you used to see the streamers around two, 2014, 15, they would be like between top 100 and top 500, of course, the best streamers within the top 20, but this was streamer level, um, ladder system so not too bad mm -hmm. mali Goslock, if anybody <laughs> would know about hearthstone that was my deck <laughs> because most decks in hearthstone were really straightforward but there were a few where you really had to make decision making and basically remember all of your cards and maybe infer what card would come next because you were relying on maybe having a few uh, cards in succession or as an option in your combos. So, yeah. 
but yeah, I, I'm sure it will enrage a lot of people who come from shooters or RTS or something. They're like, oh, Hearthstone doesn't count. <laughs> I always thought Hearthstone That's was. Right. I mean, for the longest time around us, we had, I kept hearing of uh, Hearthstone events, Hearthstone events, everyone was playing Hearthstone and, and it was a big deal. So, I mean, I don't think people would get that enraged. The only thing we I, are... I, I mean, yeah. We are almost going to another topic because the secret behind Hearthstone was not the actual game, but you had enough time to interact with the chat and to to engage with your audience and make jokes and just be interactive in the meantime, look at people's memes, make uh, open them up, uh, react to text-to-speech, all of that good stuff. So maybe it was the first title that didn't um, require 100% attention at any second. So uh, for Twitch and for streaming, it was really a boon Yeah, to have that kind of system. And that's why I would wager that you got to know Hearthstone streamers and pro players. You got to know them much better than maybe a League of Legends player or StarCraft player because they could show much more of their personality and other interests and interact with people in the meantime while people were playing their turns. Yeah, that's true. You do have those rare breeds. I know my friends, they, they, they probably hate me uh, because I'm one of the few ones that generally, not all the time, but generally, especially when I start getting in the flow, I do very well if I'm talking because talking is almost like a meditation practice. I'm talking and I'm not focusing so intensely on the game that I make mistakes because I'm overthinking or I'm hesitating. Uh, so it's letting me just go with the flow because I'm kind of focusing the front of my brain on on this conversation and everyone else is like, "Dude, I'm trying to I'm trying to play, man. Just shut shut up, shut up." And I'm just like, "You can't you can't you can't talk and play, man. Come on." And I'll just keep going and going. And when I'm especially when I'm on a roll. I just keep talking and I'm just like, I'm talking to myself, talk whatever, and it almost helps me concentrate. And then there's the other times, the other 25% of the times where it gets real tough and I shut up uh, <laughs> and, I, and I focus 100%. But... Let me ask you this then, because I've, I've always wondered, uh, when you talk then, do you think about what you're saying in those moments? Or are you just talking whatever comes to your mind and it's basically talking is on run mode while you are still focusing on the game um most of the time i <laughs> oh if my friends listen to this they're gonna say yeah most of the time i'm arguing i will uh... admit and so the arguments coming out of like just information it's either going to be electronics or game stuff and it's stuff I already know, so I don't have you to You should talk it. them on their graphic cards or something. <laughs> <laughs> you own your 4 GB VRAM, you. No, no, no like, you like... piece of shit. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? I don't understand this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, one of my friends, he doesn't like reading, like, at all. And it'll tell you the instructions of the new let's say call of duty they did a new game mode uh where in warzone you had to use trucks and trucks were your respawn points if your truck was alive you could respawn if your truck was gone you no longer could respawn and you could buy another truck but if your whole team got white before you bought another truck you were just dead your truck could also be upgraded um and because of that it changed the game immensely and these guys do not read 
anything on screen. In fact, I, at this point, one of them, my friend Jiga, he uh, he specifically does it, I think, just to shove a knife at me because he knows that I will read everything. And then as he calls me, be live Google. And that's what he calls me when I start talking because he's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening. And that's why I start telling him like, uh, and I basically am explaining the game system. And he's like, no, nah, that's not how it works. I'm like, yes, yes, that's how it works. You read it this way, you read it that way. And so that's what I mean about uh, getting in arguments as far as like how the gameplay works or uh, what guns do this. I got an argument about like a special foregrip. And I was like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you it does this. And he's like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, it says it does this. No, it doesn't. I'm like, pull it up. And he looks, uh, he starts reading it out loud and he literally reads over the, the two words that I was looking for. And then he stops. And then realizes he completely pa passed it up, goes back, and then reads the whole thing. He's like, uh, uh, oh, there it is. <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, bro. I was like, did you just realize that you literally heard and noticed yourself skip over the words you were looking for? He's like, ha, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Do so you that... sometimes feel bad about yourself, Roman? I mean, you probably make people read out loud for the first time in 10 years. And I don't feel bad. I I get more frustrated because people can't handle me. They end up like, it's I I know like yes actually yesterday we were gonna play a, as a group and my friends like he's got this guy with him, and it's apparently his boss. I've heard about him. He's a he's a very big Trump fan. I'll, I don't want to go politics that far, but anyway, I was like I don't like the guy already, and he started laughing and he's like yeah I already told him that you guys in a party just. It won't work. And the guy's like, why? And he's like, I'm just telling you, I know Roman. I know you. Like, he, it's not going to work because I'm, a, I'm the kind of person that if you say something stupid, I will call it out and then tell you, like, no, that was dumb. Like, this, this, is, this is right. Uh, and a lot of people don't like to be corrected. I've got a really bad habit about that, though, so I'm working on it. But if you're wrong and I know it and I can prove it, and you're especially if you're adamant you're not wrong, that's like a... It sets me off. <laughs> and then I'll mm. just talk your ear off while I'm playing, and I'll just destroy everybody in the game. <laughs> you get possessed by the competitive demon? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, dude, I'm playing the game. And I'm like, I, I know you're playing the game. It so becomes a different like, well, game, right? If you, if, you, if you put shit talking in, uh, in the mix, then it becomes a t totally different game. That's I mean, a whole, yeah. I mean, are you, I mean, if you're talking about in-game, absolutely. I mean, out of game as well. It also just makes it a little bit more different. But in-game shit talking, I've used to my advantage. It's beautiful when it works. Uh, psychology is is great. Knowing how to trigger people and get them frustrated, and then they mess up, and you capitalize on those. Yeah, yeah I was thinking about it recently as well. Uh, because now that the new League of Legends season started and there's a lot of confusion, I'm actually having a lot of fun in the game again because so many random things happen. And that made me think a little bit because usually I put a lot of value on the ranking system and which rank I currently am. But in reality, I think it's, it's so much better if you just uh, enjoy the stuff all around the ranking itself like being able to shit talk people when you perform well uh, having uh, generally just having fun with the stuff you play 
instead of just mm -hmm. playing uh, boring stuff just to get uh, just to improve your ranking. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. a whole it's a whole different thing uh, if you approach it in in the learning department. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's it's something I realized when I stopped playing soccer um, at around eighteen, at least at a club. You know, I whatever the percentage is, ninety nine point nine percent of the people who ever play a certain game or who participate in a competition will not be professional, right? So mm -hmm. most people still focus on advancing in this hierarchy instead of enjoying. So a lot of them just miss out on, on having fun and being around friends and enjoying the time together with this dream in mind that maybe possibly I could get there. But of course, just numbers wise, it's it's probably not working out. I'm not trying to discourage, but I'm trying to focus more on being uh, really happy and excited about what is in front of you, which is the game, your teammates, your friends, the awesome plays, bits and pieces here and there. I had it something that's really hard to incorporate, though. I, I mean, I'm, I'm noticing it with myself. It's not easy to hack your own mind. And no. for me, it, it usually is like this. I'm beginning the game in mind with okay i'm gonna do this and that and this is the plan and i'm i'm if something goes wrong i'm gonna try and i'm gonna learn from the experience that's the mindset i begin uh, the the game with but then when something actually goes wrong or even if something doesn't go wrong there's just so much stuff to to focus on in the game that it kind of uh retreats into the background and then I often end up just uh, mindlessly playing without the, the plan that I laid out for myself before. So it's it's really that's, hard to to change that that type of mindset. It's not easy. That's, and, yeah. That's when all players activate their lizard brain and just go for everything that's possible in the aggressive department in game, right? Uh, have all these battles. Well, yeah, that, that's <laughs> no structure in there. But that's something I would have a lot of fun with again. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, there's a reason that uh, the, the, one of the newest memes in that regard is uh, switching from the for fun player to limit testing because <laughs> it, it, it makes sense to, uh, to actually limit test. But you can go limit testing to a point where you are going so far beyond your limits that it's just downright uh, intentionally feeding the game away. <laughs> but yeah, I, I also have that lizard uh, brain mentality. <laughs> At one point, everyone has. Yeah. Um, may maybe something to share just from my soccer experience. I mean, it's it's a little bit back in the day. I don't want to date myself. Um, maybe it's fun for any archaeologists to, to estimate our ages. But um, it also is a part of concentration and endurance. So you, you see it pretty much in every game as people have, as people start to play in a certain series or in, in games that take longer, they almost make no uh, mistakes and it's very structured, especially if it's a team game, people are very coordinated. As time goes on, concentration goes down and endurance goes down. I mean, it depends what kind of endurance is involved. Of course, soccer works differently. 
than any uh, video game, at least the ones with controller and uh, keyboard mouse input. But over time, the structure really breaks down, the coordination breaks down, and people revert to something much simpler. And uh, I think in the worlds, in League of Legends worlds, we have seen it quite often or in any high-level tournaments where the first one, two games in the best of five are very close, but then it breaks. Of course, it has to do with mentality, but it's also mm, coordination, communication, and just uh, concentration. Endurance works a little bit different again, but it would be a big part in physical sports. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. I mean, the concentration part is huge, and I'm, I feel like I, this is one of the things that I'm lacking the most in. Uh, I don't want to make the Simpsons joke with the blue car, but <laughs> I think I'm easily distracted by things. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Rome? Is is there something that you you find from from your experience that resembles what we're talking about? Or is there hope? <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course, there's definitely hope. It's called uh, mindfulness training, and in fact, I've done, I've done a lot of it, but not. It's weird. I, I didn't do it actively. It was more, I believe, that throughout my uh, education and the more I learned in class, and I guess the more I grew, I kind of just started doing it naturally without really trying. Uh, but there is such thing as mindfulness. Uh, mindfulness is basically, well, there's multiple different variations of it, but in psychology and what we're talking about, uh, the practice of being mindful or mindfulness is focusing on one thing at a time and not uh, splitting your attention up because we've gotten so used to focusing on multiple things when we really can't. Uh, our attention is is a percentage. It's 100%. If you focus on two things, you're now getting 50-50 you're not getting 100% out of either of those uh, two things. And I've noticed that a lot uh, with people older than me, definitely with people younger than me. My parents, they always to say, uh, or my whole family, they always say that I remember all everything, all the words of all the movies I watch and everything because I, I, I care about it more. And I said, no, it's because I'm paying attention. When I'm watching the movie or I'm watching the TV show, I'm not really letting my mind think of anything else. I'm 100% thinking about that, what I'm seeing, the details, uh, the what could it mean, uh, backstory. I'm, I'm not thinking about, like, I'm hungry, what am I going to eat later on tonight, my chores, what's going to happen at work tomorrow. And that's what they're doing. Um, and so naturally I end up remembering more because I focus more. So, but as far as like practicing and training uh you have to basically just force yourself and slowly condition yourself to do things without uh the best thing is like turning off any distractions so practice like being in a actual quiet room nothing on and only doing the one thing whether it be the game that you want to play just have that game on no music in the background nothing else no girlfriend uh i used to Tell my girlfriend that's now. not an issue with most gamers yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> okay and there's the, the the second season of pissing people off <laughs> uh 
It's, I used to tell my girlfriend when I was play, either playing or studying, like, I'm going to start playing. I'm going to start studying. Don't don't text me. I'll let you know when I'm done. I'm like, okay. I tell my family the same thing. Like, don't bother me because it would infuriate me because you're breaking the concentration. But um, <laughs> I mean, I think... they say you can always stop the game, right? That's, that's yeah. a typical mom comment on gaming. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and I was actually thinking about that. You know, we're probably going to be the first, uh, or people around us are going to be the first generation to kind of get that. Like, I was talking to my friend who's a dad, and he's got a couple kids, and he plays games too. And I was like, now you can call them on their bullshit, right? And he's like, yeah, oh yeah. He's like, he tells me one more game, and I tell him you can play one more game in Fortnite. And I come in 20 minutes later, and I look, and it's got 99 people left and i'm like nah you started another game (laughs) get off right now and i was like i laughed so hard the spell is broken the spell of secrecy yeah they now they understand it they know and also they respect it so like they're playing online he's like fine you can finish that game and then come but i mean when yeah when i was growing up it was like i'm playing a game they're like roman i'm like coming and that was it like you didn't he didn't say like, uh, "Hold on, I'm doing something." Like I just, I, I put it down and died, and and, and it went down. And then your account got banned. No, it was before <laughs> online gaming. But <laughs> that would happen. This today. is online gaming. Oh, okay. And you didn't get banned, right? That's like a new thing. No, I mean, well, leaving. not banned. Are you talking about like kicked through inactivity? No, I mean, if you any any kind of team game, if you leave, you get your account gets banned after a few times. Oh, I mean, not not in console like Call of Duty and Battle that stuff. So, Counter Strike, <laughs> I played Counter Strike on Xbox, but yeah, Smite and and the the MOBAs they definitely do that kind of stuff, especially ranked. Yeah, I had one of those distraction moments just two days ago. Uh, my mom uh, wanted to to show me something, so. Uh, I was kind of in the middle of a game but it was pretty much already won so uh, I got up was a little bit bit uh, annoyed because I didn't know what this this whole thing was about and in the darkness um, I completely and utterly kicked one of the dumbbells lying around and I'm pretty sure I cannot swear here, but it hurts oh, like you can. <laughs> it hurts like yeah, a motherfucker. It's not only me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Marcel's the only one swearing, right? Swearing like a motherfucker. Yeah, it hurt like a motherfucker, and it's it still it still does. It got a little bit swollen, a little bit red. Yeah, and <laughs> in in my anger about uh, me hurting my foot, I. I um, had to punch the door, so I, my hand hurts as well now. <laughs> At yeah. least it's balanced. You know. It's balanced, balanced yeah. It's, things should be. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's actually it's actually Feet not because hands. it's it's both on the right side, so I'm kind of, oh. yeah. <laughs> but um, I still don't know if it was a comet or if it was just a, a really bright star. But they wanted to show me a suspicious comet, basically. Which was kind of cool. <laughs> Maybe it was one of these SpaceX rockets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell. We have a telescope, but not a good one. So it's like you're getting 
20 feet closer or something but <laughs> <laughs> you can just walk exactly anyway now back uh, you were talking about the mindset of of pro players or aspiring pro players there's actually something that uh, might be interesting so what do you think a winning attitude of an aspiring pro pro gamer would look like? What do they need to have in terms of mindset towards their teammates? What do you think is important to get there if, if somebody is pretty talented but has a few steps uh, to do to get up there and be maybe considered or even picked up by one of the best teams? Hmm... That is a tough nut. And Wouldn't it vary depending on the person and what their specific I mean, problems are? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of different people in, <clears throat> in the upper echelon of gaming. Uh, yeah, a lot of good people that communicate a lot, that have good amount of teamwork, but there are also some, some toxic people, some weirdos, and uh, I think you cannot really um, distill it down to like one or two characteristics. There's things that will always make you more attractive uh, to organizations and things that will always uh, bring you closer to this, to getting into the upper echelon of video games. And of course, for for organizations in team games, it's it's communication skills, it's teamwork, it's uh, one thing that is very underestimated in my opinion is the ability to first of all acknowledge your own errors, and second of all, uh, letting errors of others go. I think that's. Mm -hmm. That's something that is vastly underestimated just because it happens so frequently. Uh, I can totally understand because everyone has kind of their, their own ego and that is also something good. But if it, especially if, it is, if it's a team game and you have to work very closely with your team to achieve a win, then oftentimes yeah, letting go of, of errors of others is uh, the best thing. You can still think it for yourself, but you really can't change it. And chances are that your team is going to perform worse if you start blaming them, for example. That is something that, that a lot of people, uh, especially in, in online play, uh, when they get matched with random teammates, neglect or forget or don't even know at all in the first place is that if you went your anger towards your teammates you are not gonna get the result that you want they're not gonna automatically play better chances are they're gonna play worse or they don't want to cooperate with you so that is uh, at least one of the the big ones that, that i think is is overlooked a lot and other than that really uh, the characteristics we talked about earlier before, like the ability to concentrate, the mindset to want to learn instead of just pushing for the rank. Because 
yeah if you're if you're only pushing for ranked you're gonna uh incorporate some strategies that will help you achieve that rank and in league of legends for example if you play solo or even duo with three or four random people you're gonna have to apply vastly different strategies than in actual team play and you're gonna lag out on these things in team play so i I think rather just focusing on learning instead of ranking is is a huge one as well i mean Mm -hmm. i would definitely agree with that and i would also also say that something i've noticed just personally in playing games and with my own friends and other players and one of my i'll say successes is that uh keeping your your cool that's uh and that's kind of what you were talking about and also just being uh understanding that you're never as good as you can be being humble malleable and open to change uh that's really a big thing because a lot of these gamers they come in and they're they're playing by themselves and they're amazing um and then they get paired with the team and you've got these like you said egos but to me one thing i've really noticed and even thinking about how you punch the, uh, the door after stepping your toe uh <laughs> is yeah like anger management and i tell this to all my friends <laughs> <laughs> <Backhand> <laughs> a comment here <laughs> no. <laughs> I, always, I always tell my friends like when they're getting mad they're like fuck 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 i'm like you're, you're just getting more upset you're getting more upset so you're now you're doing worse and you're going to do worse because you're getting more upset it's just a positive feedback it, it just feeds itself and you just keep doing worse which makes you more mad and so then you get worse and then you get more mad and you you just gotta woosa take a deep breath and literally just let if you die you die you die you die you die it doesn't matter don't let it get to you because if it does and it's funny that I, I say that. The only reason that I have, like, when I stub my toe, I'm the type that I stub it, and I'm like, I go, and then I just, like, literally, like, act like nothing's happening, and it's just that initial shock of pain that makes me do something, and then the rest I just completely hide, and I just walk, and it's, like, internal, I'm screaming, and I realized <laughs> this came from my parents. My dad raised my sister and I that every time we had an injury, and we complained about it, and we said it hurts. He'd say, "Where does it hurt? Show me." We'd show him. He'd then proceed to hit that area, not hard, but enough to basically teach us that don't complain about it because nothing's gonna happen except for me touching it and making it hurt more. So we just stop saying things hurt, and we learn to tough things out, which sounds kind of bad. And that's why I'm trying to uh, <laughs> emphasize the fact that. Where are you going? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to emphasize the fact that he did not hit me hard. It was more of like a flick on my, like, if I hurt my elbow and I was crying I about it, he'd flick my elbow. And I'm like, ow! And so is I basically... Your, is your dad a vet? Just No. Curious? No? No. Sounds like he, he is trying to the get you ready for off. battle. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it's because it's my grandfather was, and my dad was a football old-school football player. So, <laughs> yeah, they made him go through stuff that they don't allow anymore at all. Uh... But honestly, I am so I'm so grateful because now I don't get upset when I get hurt. Like my gut instinct is to you know what make the first whatever it is if it's shock whatever I may yelp or, or grunt or something, and then the rest of it is just internal. I'm just, and then I don't show it, uh, which has actually benefited me. And it, and people even think like I'm 
weird sometimes. They're like, doesn't it hurt? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it hurts. It hurts. And they're like, they just start laughing. They're like, oh, <laughs> you, you don't have to. Yeah. He's trying to look cool, you know, and nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. no, Going to steal. And I realized, I was like, why do I do this? And I thought back, I was like, oh, my God. When I was a kid, every single time I said, Dad, it hurts, he'd say, where does it hurt? And I'm like, right here. And he'd flick it. I'm like, ow. And then so we just stopped saying, like, things hurt. <laughs> Unless we were sick or you know, something serious. But uh, I think anger management, I have, I know a lot of guys that their, their systems and their, their controllers don't work. And then I hear them smashing their controllers. Or he tells me that he literally, like, tries to break it when he gets mad like he gets so mad that he just squeezes both sides oh. and i'm just like hmm. and he's like i hate that they don't work i'm like yeah because you treat them like they're god damn michael jackson's kids i'm sorry and of course they're not going to work out very well uh <laughs> but I, I hear a lot of people that have anger problems and they like throw their controllers. They throw this stuff and like that, that and then they don't do as well. So I feel like someone that can keep cool and someone that can accept change and also is humble, like they're going to go places. But man, that combination is very rare. Hmm. I had a friend who was playing poker and... Uh... When he lost a hand that he shouldn't have lost, when he made the right moves and his opponent made the wrong move, but the <laughs> opponent still won because, I mean, there's always luck involved, uh, he used to take his keyboard and press it against his, his knee or his, his leg uh, until it broke. And uh, at his... Uh, I mean, not every single time, but he had like 10 keyboards yeah, in his yeah, when, yeah 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 no, no joke no joke he had like like he, he had like three to five spare keyboards that as soon as as uh he he lost one <laughs> he could he could instantly plug in the next one i mean yeah nobody would make the connection oh by the way i have spare keyboards for poker what yeah. exactly is the connection? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't I even don't need the keyboard to play poker. Well, either it's <laughs> some shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. He must have bought a lot for him to be able to afford that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. The, the thing is, a lot, or you know, it, it's all downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, overall, he uh, made a lot of money with it, and most of that money was uh, paid out in on keyboards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Most of the money was paid out in uh, like this Amazon um, gift cards, and obviously, with them, he also bought new keyboards. So, uh, hear that Amazon? Hear that exactly. Amazon? Yeah, we're plugging you. We're plugging you. <laughs> exactly. Um, keyboards logitech hyperx where you at <laughs> uh, roman do you do you know this story about how michael jordan used to amp himself up have you seen his documentary that no i don't know it came out a few months or years ago i'm not sure so what he used to do maybe you can comment on this roman and uh, simon you as well mm -hmm. what he used to do like somebody in a newspaper would write oh last night Michael Jordan didn't perform that well. Uh, maybe he has some injury or he has like 
not his best uh, form right now for this week. And then Michael Jordan would get furious. He's like, oh, this motherfucker, I'm going to show him. And he, he makes this person his enemy as, as if this person said, oh, Michael Jordan was never good. He, he doesn't have any skill. He's overrated totally. It wasn't at that level. Somebody just made a comment. And Michael Jordan is like going all out and saying, oh, my God, I'm going to show this person he's disrespecting me. And he puts this anger and he channels this um, basically made up enemy. He, he creates this totally over exaggerated version of the of the critique and he channels it into training harder and performing better in the moment and just trying to prove everyone wrong even though it was much much milder than he had it in his mind mm -hmm. hmm. higher expectations i feel like that will work very well with everything that consists of physical exercise I'm not so sure that it's going to work for something that requires concentration, though. I mean, physical exercise requires concentration, though. Yeah. Uh, but if you're angry, you can do well in physical exercise. And... I'll, I'll go one step and say I disagree. I, I think more that it can happen, but it takes a certain a special individual think about ufc fighters you've got guys that when people talk crap to them they literally lose it and they suck in the ring then you got people like khabib where you can say whatever you want he gets super mad but it does not affect him if anything it makes him much much more dangerous uh but he's few and far between and i think it takes there's a special there's something to be said uh, as as Joe Rogan always likes to say, there's something to be said about uh, a person that can pull off that kind of mindset, that can be that aggressive, that can push themselves, because uh, I, I feel it can happen. It doesn't matter whether it's physical, traditional sports, or esports, or online games. It can work in anything. It's just the person has to be built in order to handle that. A lot of people, they, they get so upset that they let the, the anger dull their senses very few people um a lot of the martial artists practice that kind of stuff but they they train they do all kinds of stuff so that they can channel that uh i'm not sure if michael jackson had a mental coach he definitely could have jordan oh jordan yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean jackson hopefully had a mental coach jordan i hope as well did too but uh, all the Michaels, everyone needs a mental coach. It's like a therapist. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I think that it could go to anybody, but it's just a special, a really, really, really special individual like uh, David Goggins. Like that guy would be able to do that. Like it's the people that are very mentally, I'll say, fortified, uh, and they can do that because a lot of people will either crack under their own pressure or push themselves to a point where they overthink or they hesitate and then they make a mistake. So I, I truly believe that that can work, but it's more of a, a genetic rarity than something that can be created and applied to everyone universally. Mm -hmm. Mm, I was thinking more about exercise than uh, actual competition though. 
but you're perfectly right. Uh, do you know the boxer Prince Nassim? Of course. I think he is he is basically the best example. If you see him just walking into the ring, you get angry as his op opponent. And <laughs> I think that leads to a lot of mistakes. And it's probably... I mean, he is kind of a genius at boxing as well. But, yeah, I think a lot of it is is also him just being able to get into the head of the of his opponent and then starting to make mistakes because they want to punish him because he is taunting them so much yeah nice i mean it, go ahead the, the the mind is a a powerful thing and i don't want to go too far cuz i'll talk forever about the mind and the body and how it controls it but if if our mind can literally make us sick because we think we're sick uh, and it can literally make us better because we believe we are better truly, uh, then it stands to reason that people that have control over their minds, um, the special ones, are going to be just unstoppable. And it doesn't matter in what they do. Uh, and everything is, it comes down to, your mind comes down to everything. I, I mean, basketball, football, uh, poker, uh, <laughs> uh, even curling, you can get into the minds of the other people and mess with them. I mean, it's it's a very powerful tool, and I think you saw it. <clears throat> I mean, now we're going uh, way beyond uh, gaming and esports, but you also saw it in snooker with Ronnie O'Sullivan. Mm -hmm. For a long time, he wasn't even the very best. I mean, there were people just as good, and later on, of course, better. Everyone has their own time which declines at a certain uh, era. But um, yeah, so you have these people even in something calm and almost stoic as snooker or pool, anything. And you have these people who can get just in people's head and they have the showmanship and uh, the charisma to sway the game outside of the actual game. Yeah, um, the mind is a powerful thing, and if you learn to manipulate yours and other people's mind, then you are unstoppable. Uh, like I said, David Goggins is a perfect example. I don't know if you guys have seen that guy, but man, mm -hmm. he's done some stupid things, and it was just, just willpower pure willpower he would be the perfect green lantern he would be <laughs> so strong so mind maybe freak <laughs> mind freak yeah <laughs> maybe i can i can put just one more uh, note forward uh, it also comes from soccer so mm, in really high level meaning academic theory of sports and especially soccer there's this theory that in in each team you have individuals team players and leaders these are three distinct types of uh, players within a team so each team of course should have at least one depending of course of the size of the teams but each team should have at least one of these you have the team players you have the, the leaders and the individuals and you also have to recognize which type are you and your coach or the whole team also has to recognize which type uh, the 
individual players are, just to understand <clears throat> which moves and which dynamic should be allowed of a certain person and how to use that person in the in the team dynamic. That's really important and there's not one special type much better than the other. You need them all together and then blend them together in a team that works. And that's why sometimes you see asymmetry in team games. It's not always that one position is the most important across the board in a, in a team game. It's different teams have different strengths and also different focus on positions because of this dynamic of how do people play together? Where do you create magic, let's say, and, and who is calling the shots within the team? These kind of things. So that's also something, especially for team games, to, to think about, to incorporate into the dynamic within a team. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you are right. You definitely need a lot of different characters. Because imagine you have a, a, five, a team consisting of five people and all of them are shot callers. It's not going to work out, especially <laughs> if they have different ideas about the, the shot to be called. That's absolutely not going to work out. So you need definitely need uh, team synergies and best of all, people who are malleable to different types of roles within a team. Which is rare, especially now. Which brings me maybe to a little bit of the next segment, which is, and now it gets a little bit interesting because, Simon, I will ask you to, to maybe explain. I mean, it's it's a little bit late in in the sequence, but just maybe explain what we as Wolfpack Management do, what we are, where we come from as an organization. Enhance for us. What we do, where we are, and where we come from. Mm -hmm. hmm. What our background is as an organization. <laughs> huh, okay, I, I don't know if I will, if I will hit the nail with my answer because I think there's different types of seeing this question because it's a very yeah, yeah, broad that's one. Why, that's why it's your you know, your personal perspective and you don't need to go too much into the details of how it started, uh, you mm -hmm. know, step by step, but just overall uh, describe it from your point of view as as one of the co-founders. Mm -hmm. Summarize Wolfpack and, and its history as one of the founders. <laughs> like you were giving a tour at our huge, massive complex located all around the world. <laughs> yeah, so... Huh. Wolfpack management basically started as an idea in Marcel's head. And because of the nature of, um, of this idea, that it involved consulting and management in esports, or initially we thought about agent work in esports, but because it was that and because of my 
uh, my background in international finance and my background as a university esports player and someone who has been involved in the uh, organization in university esports it was natural for him to or rather for you to ask me uh, to work with you together on on this idea and from then it has been a really interesting journey from what we thought we would do at the beginning to what we are doing now and uh, what we will be doing in the future because we are quite uh, adaptable in this chaotic environment and uh, we have a lot of different skills that are a lot of times also transferable to um, different areas and yeah that's in in regard of the service side in regard of the team side we grew organically a lot organically in the sense that we didn't look to hire people or we didn't look uh, actively look for people mostly it has been Marcel throwing out the idea of an esports consultancy on the MMA Discord server and then suddenly a lot of people with a lot of different types of expertise were interested um, which I like that we have a lot of different characters with expertise that are very knowledgeable and very capable in their own regard uh, so I really enjoyed the, the journey in, in the team sense and what we are now, mm, it's hard to say. We, it feels like we're still a little bit in search of our own place within the industry. I think we all have ideas of where we want to be. Uh, those ideas don't necessarily align, but I'm confident that we will find our place uh, because historically even though we had a lot of different ideas about different things we always came uh, together in the end uh, to to form the path that we have been on up until now so i don't know if that covers your question if i went astray somewhere or if there's something uh, still left open so uh, I wouldn't worry about it. We're just we're just asking for your thing, and I just want to say that uh, I was <clears throat> the first to be <clears throat> asked uh, about Wolfpack, but it's only because I was also the one the first to say, "Hey, I'll help you out, but I don't want to be a part of it." But I'll do it for free. <laughs> I'll, I'll, oh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. do like research for free, but I don't really want to be a part of it. But I'll help you out for free, and that's when Marcel's like, "Yes, <laughs> 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 free help." Yeah, yeah. Do you want to be a part? You want to be part of this? I'm like, nah. But I'll, I'll just I'll do some research for you, and I'll, I'll you know a little this and that for free. Like I don't mind, no problem. And you were like, sold. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the idea is too powerful. I mean, basically everyone who I have realistically asked, who I could imagine on the team, has said yes. So, it almost speaks for itself. It's the whole package of team, purpose, structure, and competence. Maybe. Now Going back to team, um, Simon, also, maybe you can um, 
including Rome and me. Maybe you can introduce each team member uh, quickly with maybe a few sentences about what you especially uh, are impressed by or what you really Quick. like about make the it, search sharp. Them. Cut me with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. I was was thinking about uh, how now I have to to butter everyone up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like to be healthy, so can we go margarine or you know? I can't believe it's not butter for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> huh, maybe I can do it. Let's let's see. Let's see. Let's find out. Does, so... he, do, hey, does he do you himself? Does he do himself? That'd be great. Do, do I have to? Do yourself. Uh, when we interview you, you will have to do Simon. Well, so, I so, it's I cheap. so I it's don't cheap have to... to. I mean, this is one of the principles I have personally. It's cheap to talk about themselves. You know, you can, That's true. You can say just... anything. It has almost no value. <laughs> but but well, it will also be funny when you uh, do Simon's uh, evaluation, quick evaluation, Rome. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I mean, I'm a very self-critical person, so I, I can I can also talk about myself and uh, cut out the butter. <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's go for the positive things first. For the positive yeah. things, yeah, I'm um, most impressed by uh, the work ethic that you two guys show in general and about the the sheer amount of of time and energy that you are putting into this idea to um make it a reality really for not only for yourselves but for everyone involved and yeah let's see okay <laughs> for, marcel for... start with marcel what do you what do you got to say about him no i mean that that, that was basically Sorry. for for the two of of you for the two of you, the amount of, of energy and work ethics that the two of you put in. That is it's really, that's really impressive <laughs> for me. I mean, I, I don't, uh, do I, do I have to do like a five minute segment on, on every <laughs> single member? <laughs> I think, because... I think it's worth it. I think, uh, they deserve some praise, you know, as an intermediate steps for step for how far we've come mm -hmm. so far. Oh yeah. 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 The butter. The butter. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> the whip comes later, you know. <laughs> yeah, Off later, record. Later comes the pain. Later comes the flick on the elbow. So, yeah, let's see. Uh, Victor hasn't been on for that long. Uh, I'm still... Sometimes I would, I would really like for us to have sessions where we could get to know each other better, like... Uh, for example, I, I still like the, the gaming sessions because we all um, we all like video games anyways, so shouldn't be too hard to find something and to get to know each other better to like be be more of a part of each other's lives than just being someone you work together with. Uh, that would be something that I would like to enjoy uh, in general. So I, I can only give estimations of the people from what i've seen and what i've heard so for victor i like that he is extremely positive that he always has some some 
positive feedback, some some good comments, uh, comments for for everyone who, yeah, tries to to achieve something with within this uh, company within this organization. And he is always um, quick to laugh, always very humble, and in general just pleasant to be around. Uh, for Amar. It feels, um, yeah. I was about to say similar, but Amar is a little bit. Is I noticed that he is he is different, uh, not that much involved in what others do, but very passionate about uh, what he does, and that's what I love. I think out of all of us, in terms of of what he does. I think he is the the happiest. I think he is the happiest getting involved in uh, in health and performance segments for esports, and I think he is the the happiest getting involved in um, in the Dota two scene as well. <laughs> and the the amount of expertise and, and knowledge he has in uh, in the field of of health and performance is exceptional, as is Rome's, of course but more in the uh, psychology department. Although Rome really is a jack of all trades, as I'm always noticing. Knife. The Swiss knife, exactly. Oh, you, uh, there's a screw loose. Yeah, just, just pull out Rome, he's gonna fix it. Ah, you need to, <laughs> to cut this branch that's in the way. Oh yeah, Roman has something for it. <laughs> Pretty much something like that. So, right. yeah, other than that, um, Max, um unfortunately i didn't hear that much from from max recently because i always enjoyed having him around in the conversations i <laughs> it's probably strange to say but i really love max's vocabulary and uh he's that you know <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but it's a way of, of formulating things that sometimes make it sound like he's not entirely serious but at the same time kind of serious so it's it's <laughs> really really hard to to pin down if it's uh, if he's just putting putting a show on with a grin of, on his face <laughs> or if if he's uh, talking from the bottom of his of his heart uh, i think chance, chances are uh, that it's probably both <laughs> Yeah, so for Sabrina, she is uh, very diligent in her work. She is, I think, very free in in her work as well. Like she, the way she she joined this company, and the way that she uh, offers her services is, um, how should I say? Uh, I, I don't know the exact term for it, so I'm gonna just talk around it. So she's gonna she she puts a lot of her own time and energy in on her own pace to be comfortable with, and I I like that approach a lot. And she's also very very knowledgeable on the uh, data side of things, which I cannot be really that excited for. But it's 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 almost perfect to have someone who has. Uh, passion for the data sciences uh, because that will if we get uh, 
if we get our our data structured in in a better way and get uh, started in in collecting external data more then i think it's it's worth gold to have someone who is uh, not only interested in our company but also interested in in working with the data and providing a good framework for it okay. so it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to grasp that passion for me it's uh, definitely easier with amar because he also shows it more openly but i feel like sabrina has this love for for what she does as well she just doesn't show it that that much which i can also um accept it sometimes uh let's say i i wish uh sabrina would show it a little bit more but i'm perfectly fine this way as well like i'm i'm sure she's uh happy with the things she does i mean we had some talks because she's still finishing up her masters but we had some talks and um very positive intermediate review of uh, what she's doing and what what the company is offering her in terms mm -hmm. of activities and area of interest mm -hmm. yeah uh so i'm also gonna mention um dylan mm -hmm. uh, i don't know a lot about him and it's kind of i mean it's it's probably good for him i wish him all the best and i think that he doesn't have time for us at the moment is probably a good sign for him i mean he was working on his medical degree as far as i he know he has his he has his med medical degree he's working for his us license because ah exactly got yeah, his degree here over in europe that's what it was yeah for his um for his us license so i'm assuming dylan is one of the people where no news is is good news uh i'm hopeful that he will be joining the team at one point or another if he is uh, really interested in it that is i definitely want to see him succeed so regardless if he joins us and is successful together with us here in in this framework or if he finds his own path um i will definitely be looking forward to to hearing his uh, success story mm -hmm. and about kevin i don't know that much either because he is the newest of the the members at the moment i um i definitely think that he has a very curious mind very creative um i'm excited to see how how he will show this this curious and creative side uh in in our team and in our company so for him obviously the the part this part is a little bit uh shorter because i didn't have much pleasure of of talking with him yet mm -hmm. uh, except for for minor things here and there but um as we progress with the company i'm i'm hoping to see and and hear more of him definitely mm -hmm. okay that's pretty much it so mm -hmm. the only one left would be you but <laughs> I, again i think it's it's a good cliffhanger to have roman mm -hmm. when we interview him <laughs> comment on you mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's probably yeah 
the thing is I, I am a very self-critical person, sometimes uh, even dwelling in my, in my self-criticism a little bit too much. Um, so I would say I will leave this one open, so I'm not gonna prime Roman on, on one answer or another because I'm actually curious about uh, probably not only Roman but also what you would say. In mm -hmm. that regard, so mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, mm -hmm. good. Rome, do you have any comments on on this part? Uh, when you say that I'm gonna have to do it my own, are you talking about like in a different podcast or right now? No, um, I I think maybe you can also just. Mm, Maybe uh, just as for a second, you can talk about because Simon and me we interviewed you, right? So this is our yeah. standard mode to interview you. What what did you think about you know us talking and asking questions and trying to get to know you better? Mm. <clears throat> well, I already knew you pretty well. Uh, I didn't know Simon. Simon was was quiet in the background and. But at the end, he asked uh, more questions. I mean, I got the gist that you guys were pretty serious, uh, knew what you were talking about, and that I, I guess I was basically in. in uh, <laughs> I felt almost like I was a rookie. I guess is the best word to to describe it. And you guys were more like advanced. Uh, because I had never even considered anything about my own company or working for a company that's not like, you know. Established? Yeah, that's a thank you. That, that's the best word, established. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, I mean, that's what I would say about that. I didn't know, like, if you wanted me to, like, say something about all the team members as well. No, or... no, we, we leave that maybe to another part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you can then. I mean, I will, uh, I will prompt you with the question when it's time. I have all I could say Maybe. is, Simon yeah. is stoic and <laughs> he knows what he wants. Marcel is brilliant and just does whatever needs to get done. Sabrina is cunning. I love when she fucking uh, stayed behind during our our uh, what do you call it our webinar to listen to people all incognito. Mm -hmm. Uh, Victor is <laughs> hilarious. Amar is super smart. Um, Max is dedicated, and yes, he is the generation Z. What is it, Z now? I guess. Or I, I mean, Z is what you guys over the I pond guess. would say. Yeah, I guess Z. Yeah, so Generation Z is going strong with him, but he's holding on to the Generation X kind of mentality as well. Uh, Kevin Yod is. Anime we know him god. from another context, right? Yes, so. yeah, he's he's a, he's an anime god. Love him, and that's my <laughs> my that's that's a that's a little uh, taste. Of... It's good because next time I will not ask about the positive things. I will have some other question, which you will have to think much harder about. That's still fine, but I'm always going to bring it back to the positive because they always good. <laughs> they always good things. But I mean, it's... Uh, cool. It's really interesting to see that uh, company coming together, especially during COVID, uh, and be completely digital. We have people in 
uh, I mean, France, Germany, uh, United States, uh, Canada. Uh, we have people from Brazil. I mean, uh, Victor, Brazil, mm -hmm. this is Brazil. I hope we're new friends. So, and we've got so many different people and all these different specialties that complement each other. It's uh, it's lucky. I'll, I'll say Marcel and Simon, uh, you guys have like some divine intervention or just luck or something but in order to like have that thought and then also basically have this team already almost almost already purely at your disposal ready to go mm -hmm. you didn't really have to like search or anything so yeah dominoes uh fall into place and this is uh who we are we were we're wolf pack uh huskies wearing sunglasses because that's that's just <laughs> how we are and, uh, <laughs> Hopefully, quite soon we are at a sunnier place. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, I want to just say one thing, and that is, uh, we have built a team that could do pretty much any startup activity, which is amazing and valuable at the same time. We wouldn't be confined to offering uh, to navigate within the esports industry for people who are already in it or for newcomers we could uh, do many different startup ideas. And that's for the situation 2020. I mean, that's very special. And uh, I appreciate that about our team. Oh, yeah. Just throw 2021 at us. We're going to deal with whatever comes. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Mm. Maybe um, coming a little bit back into the esports um, circle. Apart from League of Legends, what kind of esports title do you enjoy most watching? Watching? Ah. <laughs> uh, League of Legends, you mentioned because for me it's the one that is uh that i'm most involved in because i've played other titles so uh, first of all i'm i don't watch esports titles that i didn't play mm -hmm. so mainly league of legends sometimes counter-strike rarely PUBG. Mm -hmm. mm. tournaments or streams in PUBG. Mm. I think I've, I've I've only looked at parts of of tournaments from from PUBG, but not not a live tournament yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, streamers from PUBG I watched a lot actually when I especially when I played more PUBG. For me, I cannot say that one is better than the other because they ha have all different reasons why I played the games and there are different reasons. Uh, why I watch the streams and enjoy the streams. So PUBG, for example, is sometimes a little bit similar to what you said earlier in uh, regards to Hearthstone. In PUBG, the map is huge and oftentimes you have to, uh, if you don't find a car, any sort of vehicle, you sometimes have to walk a lot. And if you don't come across uh another player immediately um then you oftentimes have have a lot of yeah a lot of time 
on your hand to communicate with your stream and in total I very much enjoyed the, uh, the, the kind of peace and quiet that I could have in PUBG uh, playing it and watching it just being somewhere off on the outer skirts of the map looting the stuff then moving inwards, looking out for for other people. Like in, in PUBG, usually there's a lot of times with no action at all, although you have to pay attention a lot to notice other people before they notice you. And frequently the action is, is quite short. So uh, if a player plays well, he's and he sees you, he, you don't see him. He's gonna uh, sometimes kill you before you you are noticing that someone is even there. So uh, that is what I enjoy about um, PUBG because it's not this form of confrontation that you have in League of Legends or in Counter Strike that you have. Okay, you have this map and there's area A and area B basically. I mean, even in in Counter Strike, you can usually uh, determine. Uh, terrorist and the counter-terrorist area by how far they can walk from uh, from their their spawning zone after the match starts. So you can determine, okay, here are the attack points here uh, and, and defense points. And uh, likewise in League of Legends, it's very symmetrical. Uh, but in PUBG, you don't have anything like that. All land is, is no man's land, and that's why I like to watch that one. For Counter-Strike, mm-hmm. I think, uh, in my opinion, it's probably one of the most watchable esports titles because it's incredibly easy to understand. There's the terrorists, there's the counter-terrorists, they have guns, want to shoot each other. The terrorists want to plant a bomb. Usually uh, in, in esports they don't play hostage maps, so it's not reversed. In hostage maps the counter-terrorists have to save the hostage, hostages, but that usually doesn't happen in, in the esports scene, at least not that I know of. Um, so yeah, uh, the terrorists usually want to plant the bomb, the counter-terrorists want to prevent that or defuse the bomb after it's late, and other than that it's uh, shooting each other. It's sometimes very fast and oftentimes very strategical and there's a lot of individual skill involved compared to League of Legends, for example. Uh, You frequently see one player kill three or even four or five um, of the enemy team and win the round even if his whole team is dead. In League of Legends that almost never happens that one guy can basically win a game 1v5 that almost never happens so uh, i like i like counter-strike a lot for the skill that is involved for um, tactic elements but also the the fast elements also rounds are are very quick it's it's extremely watchable Uh, you won't be bored because every round starts and within a few seconds you have immediate action and you don't necessarily have that in PUBG and you definitely don't have that in in League of Legends. Mm -hmm. 
you talked about um, in PUBG, especially you talked about streamers. Mm -hmm. mm, when you think maybe you can summarize some of the characteristics of your favorite streamers, or maybe you can break it down into, okay, you this type of streamer you like to watch for a certain reason and another for another reason. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I was... In PUBG, I was watching the three big ones, Ninja, uh, Dr. Disrespect, and Shroud, of course. And all of them for different reasons. I think Ninja, he was uh, definitely a prodigy at this game. He played very well. And I came across him when he wasn't, uh, I don't want to say when he wasn't that famous. He still had, had several hundred or more than a thousand viewers, I think. But he definitely skyrocketed afterwards when he started playing Fortnite. Uh, basically, I, I caught him, he caught my eye before the Fortnite time. And I enjoyed watching his stream because he was playing very well. Not because he was particularly entertaining, but because he seemed to be uh, a nice guy. Uh, I didn't like very much how he turned out afterwards when he became the poster streamer for Fortnite and poster streamer for uh, the younger streaming audiences. Uh, I think the, the reasons are probably there in in uh, probably known by a large part of the um, of the gaming community he's he's definitely splitting the gaming community and people that like him and people don't, that don't like him um, for me he represents one of those typical streamers that become uh, famous and get a lot of attention and then start changing their stream according to uh, the type of viewership they have rather than attracting the viewership according to their own personality. And that's something that I always don't like to see that much. I mean, if he's successful with it and if he's happy about it, then all the power to him. But I don't think that it's uh, that it's a, a good guarantee for long-term um, work uh, happiness, and I think streaming in in these amounts is definitely work. So I I also have to to call it by what it is, and that's pretty much it for Ninja. We're never getting a deal with Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's, uh, it's I I don't mind saying it to his face. I don't know if he will have a different idea about it. Um, for me, it's it's kind of like I'm I'm a huge sucker for PewDiePie, okay. And with PewDiePie as well, there was this certain time in his video career where you noticed and he himself noticed that he was just 
doing the content because it was successful content. He was not happy about it. I didn't watch the content because I could. I got the feeling that he's not happy about it. I think uh, people. Some people. Um, I don't even want to say that I'm. I'm uh, some some rare breed that can pick up on on people's emotions. But uh, I think some people notice when your heart is not into uh, the content that you are doing. And I kind of got that that vibe with with Ninja. And I kind of got that vibe with PewDiePie at a certain point. PewDiePie now makes uh, content that he is, I feel like he is enjoying more. So I'm happy about that. And I'm hopeful that Ninja will, um, uh, only of course if, if my assumption is true, but if Ninja is unhappy with the content he does and just does it because he's successful with it, I really hope he has something to um, balance it out or uh, that he will find his path back to what he actually wanted uh, to do with streaming. So uh, for Dr. Disrespect, he is a strange one. <laughs> I mean, he is, of course he is uh, playing a character. I forgot what his, his, um, his actual name is. Guy BM. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, so I'm sorry about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I only knew something with with guy. <clears throat> B e h a m, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I kind of liked the the idea of the the character that he put forward. It was extremely entertaining to watch for me. Also, he is, he is, of course, incredibly skilled at the games he plays. I mean, all of those streamers that I mentioned, they not only play PUBG, they also play Fortnite, they also play uh, other shooters. I don't know, uh, mostly those survival shooters. I mean, there was this H1C1 Battle Royale type <laughs> of thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, always looked a little bit clunky to me, but I think they, they, they basically played all of them because... Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Uh, those games are very close to to one another, and the skills are very transferable between the games. So, yeah, I I enjoyed the amount of effort that he put into the stream. He pretty much almost always stayed in character. Uh, he had uh, he had he had this this. Uh, the streaming setup that was really cool to watch, you know, with different scenes where he uh, suddenly displayed things like, oh yeah, I'm here in my garage with my Lamborghini, shout out to Ty Lopez at this point. Um, <laughs> or, uh, I don't know, all these, these, these various scenes that he did in his, in his, uh, in his virtual mansion and <laughs> that type of stuff. Uh, he's one of those men that I always like to say that he's got one of the, he's like Ryan Reynolds. He's mm -hmm. got the gift of gab. He's quick. He's witty. The shit that comes out of his mouth. If oh, they yeah. made a machine that could replicate the stuff that he just says, that would just make money. Oh uh, yeah. 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 The, the way that it hits so organic and it's natural. The, 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 what is it? The, the, how did he say it? The, the thick blue steel dripping down the back of my neck, the, the Madagascar mustache, the, yeah. The two tat like all that stuff. And he just comes with it 
on the fly, and it just back to back to back, beautifully hilarious, exactly. um, quippy little. Like I said, I I can't even do it, but like people would just talk to him, and man, he had some of the craziest uh, lines. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's really a communication genius in that regard. Uh, I don't know too much. I mean, I've I've stopped watching these streamers. Uh, when I didn't play PUBG as much anymore, so I, uh, I know he has been in, in a lot of trouble in recent times. I don't know any details, so I cannot make uh, uh, any comment about that. I can only comment about the time that I watched him. Like, uh, yeah, basically similar to, to Ninja. I knew him from, from the time before he started streaming Fortnite. I enjoyed watching him a lot. He was an exceptional player and I'm pretty sure he still is, but afterwards I cannot make a lot of, of judgment calls about things that I didn't actually witness myself. So yeah, uh, what I liked about him that all through the this, this um, charade that he's doing, this character that he's playing, there were sometimes moments that felt like he was breaking character but uh, it felt very human to me with all of this inhuman character that he played. Like there was this, this scene where he played with someone you could clearly hear it's, it's like a, a little kid basically. It's uh, someone who is not yet grown up. He randomly got into uh, the, the squad with that kid. And I think he said something like, yeah, who's your favorite streamer? And uh, yada, yada, yada. And the kid said, yeah, it's Dr. Disrespect. And he says something like, yeah, do you really um, uh, do you really like him that much? He's not that great. He sucks. And, uh, and uh, basically downplays himself. And the kid, little kid just says, yeah, no, shut up. He is the best. I enjoy watching him so much, and he is putting so much joy in my life. And you can you can basically hear and and see Doctor Disrespect choking up at this this point because uh, the kid just uh, even though he prompts him to talk negatively about him, uh, that little kid just defends him uh, and and values him streaming so much. That was that was one of the the moments that made me. Uh, like Dr. Disrespect a lot back then. This is this is a legitimate quote. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about the six foot eight frame, the thirty seven inch vertical leap, the black steel that drips down my back, aka the bulletproof bullet, the Google prototype scopes from built in LCD, LED, ten eighty P, three D, Sony technology, the Ethiopian poisonous caterpillar, aka the slick daddy. Let's talk about the cabinets right behind me that go forty deep into the wall that houses the other ninety five percent of my trophies, the awards, certificates, all claiming first place, right? Let me give you a little insight glimpse of the hotshot video gaming lifestyle of the two-time international video gaming superstar because that's what this channel is about that's what this domain is about that's what the society is about you're looking at the face of twitch and goddamn is twitch lucky <laughs> yeah exactly that's a le- he just that's that was just that's yeah that's yeah yeah that's impressive. that's on a completely different level and i feel like there's uh, i've seen someone in League of Legends who tried to simulate uh, doing what he does uh, 
but it just doesn't work it, it just doesn't work as well as with him because he's he is uncopyable basically and yeah, yeah. that's like that's that's uh what do you call it? that's um improvising he's mm -hmm. literally improvising all that's coming off the top of his head he doesn't stutter he doesn't it, it's fluid and it's out of nowhere it's just exactly nonsense. yeah yeah it's yeah. beautiful yeah, very it's enjoyable. It's Rick Flair of Twitch yep. streams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. finally, Shroud. Uh, I Shroud is a strange one to me <laughs> because I like watching his streams and he is one of the best shooter players out there. I've, I've not seen him play any shooter and not be incredibly good at it. And... But in, I also I also enjoyed uh, him going along with his community trolling and he's basically just sitting there uh, taking it all in, enjoying it, hopefully. But I could never nail him down in terms of person personality, and he doesn't that... have one. Hmm? He doesn't have one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That that would no one be. No watched the shroud for personality. That guy's a god. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, boring he's, people ever probably, he's but the god of gaming. It's, it's like when you get a trophy wife. No, what <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Who was talking about personality there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter. I get what you mean. I, f I think he he has a certain type of of personality. That's not it. But sometimes it feels like he's not entirely entirely in it. That's There's what, this what thing about actors. I mean, I, I don't know Shroud that much. I've never watched his streams personally, but there's one famous quote about actors. Actors have every personality, but they also have no personality. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hmm. He gets... The only reason people say it's hard to, to uh, peg him is because Shroud doesn't try to be a showman, really. Yeah. Um he goes completely based on what you're seeing him do and that's what's amazing you're tuning in to see that crazy flick shot every goddamn time he kills somebody um i like to when i was trying to help people stream i used to tell them like you got to be either a god or you got to be super con uh super entertaining or you got to be at least half half on both but if you're if you're not one of those three then i don't I don't know what you're going to do. And uh, that's only for males. Let's not get started. But Shroud is, I've never, like, I've watched him a lot. And it's not that he doesn't have a, a personality or anything. It's just that he knows. And I like that. It's kind of like lyric, almost a little bit like Larry. But he knows that people aren't tuning in for him to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuning in for him to be good. That's that's the quiet. thing. I I, I kind of need to roll back a little bit, um, because I don't want to to make him seem like he uh, looks soulless to me or something. I have seen him enjoy humorous moments a lot, uh, but I think I've never heard him make a joke or anything like that. In in the, <laughs> I don't know how many hours I watched him, but. I've never heard him uh, make a joke or, or something like that, but yeah, well, yeah. Say it's because he's concentrating so hard, probably. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. He's um, trying to to play the straight man 
and he never <laughs> breaks character. <laughs> Maybe he is the straight man. Well, what I like about him is that he... Uh, hopefully it was more about his passion rather than money, but I liked his, his decision. Uh, although he, I think back then he got a lot of shit uh, when he stepped out of the Counter-Strike professional esports scene and started streaming full-time. Because I think it was because he enjoyed it more. Could also be that he realized that there's a lot more money in streaming, of yeah. course. But it seemed like he enjoyed it more. And for me, I think if if you if you noticing that okay, I mean someone like Shroud he knows that he's at the pinnacle of of esports and if he feels like there's nothing not much more to achieve and then just have uh, has fun streaming all the power to him i really like the decision so maybe going a little bit on a on a more aspiring level of streamers what kind of like let's say a handful of points or three points what would you maybe what would you recommend somebody to do to improve their stream if they have something like 10 to 50 stream, uh, viewers at a time for their streams? Uh, well, it really depends on, on what you define as uh, success in that manner, if success is the goal. And I mean, success is pretty much always the goal in something. So for just getting more cloud just getting more viewers and i think it's pretty much uh, like it. yeah like roman already said it's like you <laughs> either have to be incredibly good yeah like or get naked yeah <laughs> i mean it i don't know i'm not sure if that works it's not sustainable men. Yeah. yeah, it's just sustainable. Yeah, stream gets... <laughs> like twenty years, yeah, though. I mean, there's, you you have to you have to have a character. I, hmm. You have to have a character, or be incredibly good at the game. or on-screen character. An on-screen character. You can have personality. That's also an on-screen character. But mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have a personality, you can also play a character. I mean, I don't know if if. Uh, Dr. Disrespect, uh, outside of streaming, he probably still has a lot of personality, otherwise it wouldn't work. But I'm pretty sure that there are people uh, who don't have a lot of personality but are still able to act in a certain way. What I want to say, though, is that I'm finding more and... Uh, I'm finding out for myself and, and from uh, the people I watch that uh, it's not about the number of viewers it's more about the the people that you're you interact with and i think streaming it can be seen as this corporate type of entertainment channel that, that people just tune in because it's it's like a tv show and they watch it but I like the old school idea about streaming that you are basically hanging out with people over the internet. They watch you um, playing and they interact with you. And I think that there is a lot of value 
in having a tight little community that is really there for you and backs you in whatever you are doing rather than having a huge amount of, of viewership and let's say you have like your Counter-Strike God and you play uh, Counter-Strike every day and you have 2500 viewers um, every single time that you stream and then suddenly you decide okay you don't want to stream Counter-Strike today you want to stream I don't know Hearthstone or whatever and suddenly you only have 300 viewers because those are the 300 viewers that are there for you and the rest is there Trust for, for Counter-Strike Would you watch the Hearthstone stream though if the person sucks at Hearthstone? <laughs> I've watched Tays on day, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is he is uh, back again. He is in the uh, entertaining department, I think. Yeah, yeah PewDiePie just did his uh, that shirtless pic of his six pack. Everyone was fucking talking about. So now he's going into the fucking sexy uh, route, and I was laughing so hard. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, there was also um, a photo of him. I think he, he plays it. He probably plays it out a little bit because there was also this this photo of him uh, that Marzia did when he was fixing something on the roof and he was on the ladder and he looked incredibly ripped and then the, the whole internet went nuts about the picture so <laughs> he might be he, he might be playing off of that uh but yeah yeah i i totally get that <laughs> it's it's also incredibly fun to just watch and see the reactions. So I will say we are uh, we're about to hit two hours on this. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to mention or ask any more questions, I feel like two hours is already a lot to ask our coworkers to listen to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, there's one thing I, I still want to say about the, the streaming thing. It's like uh, when you are playing the game and you have like 10 viewers that means 10 people are taking time out of the day to watch you that's quite a lot that's if i mean if you look at the numbers it doesn't look like much but it's 10 people taking time out of the day to just to to watch you and see what you're doing and interacting with you that's 10 like, lives just got ruined exactly go to work and basically yes basically yeah, so yes. you have you have to imagine ten people sit in your living room and eat potato chips. And yeah, watching you like watch playing Halo on, or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the people maybe do something else in the meantime because a lot of people also have more than one monitor. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically what it is and what you should see it as. It's not just a number. It's actual people, actual people. I don't even know if I. Uh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, even... I'm just <laughs> I've uh, fit that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, pretty much what I would uh, advise to to the smaller, younger streamers. Um, see it as as what it actually is. Don't get lost in that uh, social media retardedness. That's really just all about numbers and getting as many reactions as possible yeah numbers don't stop yeah and that's the same for money <laughs> yeah 
exactly. Um, one one more question, maybe, and that's a little bit looking forward. Mm -hmm. What would you like gaming and esports to look like in ten years hmm. as an industry, in terms of games? Mm -hmm. <sighs> that's hard to say because I want the. I want to see progress in virtual reality, augmented reality, and I want to have that incorporated in to the gaming scene definitely, into the esports scene also, depending on how it is incorporated. I still at the moment I I don't feel that in within ten years there will be a virtual reality esports game that will be more impressive to me than what we have at the moment but uh, the direction is incredibly interesting and I think virtual reality is for personal use uh, extremely interesting probably more than um, than for actual esports Okay. Uh, other than that, I would like the esports scene <clears throat> to get more engageable. And with that, I mean, I would really like to see teams. I mean, there are teams out there like this already, but it feels like a lot of, of organizations are like companies, almost faceless and feel sometimes a little bit. Uh, soulless. So what I would like to see is teams that show more character, that put more emphasis on the players, also put more emphasis on retaining their player roster that they have. I really don't like the organizations that switch up their roster every single season or every second season. I like the, the, the type of rosters that really build their team and, and build their brand along with it because in my opinion, the esports organizations' brands are usually coined by their players, by their teams. And that's how it should be, in my opinion. And then you can't just... If you are just going to switch players over and over again, it's um, you are creating a, a faceless brand. And uh, by creating a, a character or, or showing the character of your team. I don't mean these fake characters, but I mean, back then TSM, uh, back in the first few seasons when TSM was, was dominating, it was, it was genius for me. It was genius type branding because they had uh, their team. It, it was staying uh, pretty much the, the same team. It was, I think Odd One in the jungle, Dyrus on top lane, Reginald on the mid lane. Uh, who was it? Chaos and Expecial, I think, were on the bot lane. And you could watch them do anything. They had this, this gaming house and always had footage of what they were doing in the gaming house, creating their own memes. And I think... I mean, teams, of course, are doing similar stuff nowadays, but it felt very authentic back then and extremely engageable. And in that sense, I hope that esports maybe takes a little bit of a step back, back from the, the 
corporate type of branding idea back to what it actually uh, started as, which is like a small team of players that know each other, that play together as a team because they know that they can play together as a team. They don't get bought by by organizations and then uh, the organization tries to make it work. Uh, I want to, to see people together because they want to play together, enjoy playing together because they play together well and because they form something that I could actually call a team. That is what I would like to see. But I think that one is probably unlikely. There are some teams like this right now. Yeah, G2, um, for example. Yeah, and BDS. BDS, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's really it's really a strong statement. Um, yeah, as you said, it's a little bit in conflict in what every everyone outside of the actual players is trying to do. Yeah, yeah, with the teams. So we will see maybe if some of these teams will pop up again. Oh yeah, I hope so. I definitely hope so. I would pick a team. I would pick and watch a team. Uh, that performs in in uh, in the lower half of the first league, but I can engage with them and they are making the game interesting for me. I would pick them any time over any top three team, any time. Mm -hmm. I want it to be like Star Trek Hollow Deck in ten years. <laughs> oh yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Augmented reality. Damn. That would be awesome. But I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure it's going to happen within the next 10 years. <laughs> Maybe it is. That's, that's something um, I have really no insight about. And I'm kind of a dick about it as well. Because I usually poke fun at those League of Legends shows, for example, when they are trying uh, to do their augmented reality stuff. And for me, it looks a little bit forced, a little bit clunky. But that is how you actually have to start with a technology. Every technology at the beginning is gonna look ugly. It's not perfected yet. And to perfect it, you have to, to do these, these use cases. And that's why I I love and hate seeing League of Legends do it because uh, I hate it obviously because it, it looks fast, it looks a little bit clunky to me, uh, it looks a little bit too much like showmanship and I'm not too much into that. Uh, but at the same time, it's incredibly important to, to drive the technology and to show people what is, uh, what is doable. You just saw the feature but you've never actually used a virtual reality headset to watch the league of legends and and do what they're talking about right mm, that is true because i have and i will admit at first i was like wait what first of all i didn't know anything about league of legends and i still i'm not like the most expert in that one but my old roommate had a, a vive and mm -hmm. the tournament was going on and they were doing the whole and he came in he said you should come and check this out because you can come and you can literally look over 
the the whole map and like get close to them you can zoom in if you want you can go and put yourself in the map and you can walk alongside oh. all the mobs and all the the towers and everything like that and mm -hmm. and i was like huh and i did it and it was actually kind of cool but eventually we just kind of sat back and watched it like normal yeah, uh, yeah which right now i just feel like as far as virtual reality is concerned that's the issue is it's first of all it's price and it's uh, convenience because right if you want to do it right you need a, a lot of gear a lot of space and there's not many companies out there pushing out triple well there's probably there's actually no companies that are pushing out triple a titles in virtual reality yeah. and we're not so, quite yet accustomed to the technology as well as people yeah. a lot of people get headaches or their eyes hurt or they get simulation sickness yeah. is what they're actually named it it's yeah, the opposite yeah. of motion sickness it's, I mean, uh, so uh, I, I, want, get it a lot. I want to mention two things here. Uh, the first thing, um, I didn't even know what what you were talking a lot, uh, about. I didn't know that League of Legends had this feature. Uh, I was talking yeah. about augmented reality rather than virtual reality, but I'm definitely interested now in the virtual reality part. <laughs> that is the, the first thing. The second thing is uh, I like virtual reality a lot i've um, been to two different um i don't know what what they are called these these gaming uh halls houses with a lot of virtual reality games etc and i've tried them out and i've played uh super hot um if any of you two know that game it's Sorry, no. yeah it's it's Basically, you're getting thrown into different scenarios. Yeah. People uh, attack you, and you can attack them as well and pick up weapons to use as well or throw them. And the interesting part is that while you do not move, time is frozen. And that makes, uh, makes it very enjoyable. And you can uh, do very cool Matrix type of stunts uh, because you can control time with your movement or rather time runs with your movement and that's what what made it uh, incredibly fun to play vr the thing is though uh, you have these controllers in your hands and you have to press the the buttons to pick up stuff and i played uh, super hot for such a long time without a pause that i had trouble afterwards um, controlling my body in the right way i was so used to uh these this picking up and and dropping things at the button push that i had to focus in my mind i had to actually focus to not let the glass of water in my hand just drop yeah it was it was really hard but i managed to do it it was a very, very strange experience, though, to see. Probably how... lasts for like a couple hours at most, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. say it like it's a small deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, 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 like, this just like shows how fast you, um, or rather your brain, accepts new conditions of of being, new conditions of uh, how your body works or how your vision works. I mean, you're probably both aware that our vision is, as far as I know, um, at least uh, that's that's something I, I've heard, uh, our vision is turned upside down and our brain uh, 
reverses this effect because uh, it tries to make sense out of what we are seeing. And if you mm -hmm. would put on goggles that uh, reverse this again, so everything is, is upside down, um, your brain will get accustomed to it at some point and you will see it the right way again. So yeah. that is something, some, I don't know, the human, the human mind, the human brain is just incredible at, at these things, how fast we can adapt to uh, different circumstances and yeah. yeah have trouble not dropping a glass of water all right trump <laughs> <laughs> i had to say it <laughs> uh but yeah yeah i mean there was this was uh awesome I'm glad to be able to sit down with you two gentlemen and have a awesome discussion mm -hmm. oh yeah it's nice awesome to talk to you both yeah this is uh what episode 0 0.1 mm -hmm. exactly i'm still not sure if we're gonna put this up or not yeah, i don't know <laughs> either but we'll find out yes and uh, we just for a are... test for sure we will just yeah. to understand if it works and mm -hmm. if there's any restrictions on file size or length or anything yeah, yeah. So if, if this does go live and you guys are listening and you made it this far thank you and 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 we'll stop i'll stop it right now thank you oh yeah thank you very much for every listener out there as i said i really appreciate um every single one taking uh the time out of the day to listen to the to all of the nonsense that we talked today hopefully there was some sense in in you uh not in you some sense for you in it as well so thank you very much And I stopped recording. Okay. I'm gonna...